0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back to the Bins. I'm Paul Spitaro, and I'm with these two guys.
1: Hi. My,
0: My hair's on fire! As you can tell, they're quite enthusiastic for today's book. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm here with, with Scott Gardner and David Letterman.
1: That's because we've <laughs> <laughs> because we've got such a fantastic book to cover today, man. This has really turned into a stinker. That's all I gotta say.
2: I I'll tell you, oh, you guys, you guys are burying the lead. I will tell you, this is my favorite issue of the series so far. And that's, that's, that's how shitty like, it is. Heads on fire. It's like kind of saying that this is my favorite ass war too, you know. But at the same. You know, you know
0: this this is a book that's kind of been on my bucket list because it's the, you know, the first professional work of Alex Ross and I've wanted to read it for a long time, so I'm kind of glad we're covering it. I'm just disappointed with the lack of quality of it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I can see oh,
0: that.
1: We have a new member request for Back to the Bins.
0: Yeah, did he did he answer the two questions?
1: Hasn't answered questions yet. Tell him to Waiting go F for... himself. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> How can you dare? You dare dare you say that about our South American listeners? You know, I, I find that the people who don't answer the questions generally aren't really people. Hmm.
0: So, and you what?
1: know, really? Oh
0: man! I'm going to make a comment before we get into the book. I want to comment about our, <gasps> our uh, Facebook page a little bit, and I hope I'm not being too much of a hypocrite here because when I put up new episodes, I do post them on in various places, but what I don't do is I don't flood another podcast's page with posting after posting after posting of what I am, you know, of what I'm recording uh, without otherwise participating in that group. And I don't do it without permission of the people. If it's another podcast I'm putting it on, I don't put it on without permission of the people from that podcast. Uh, Mm, And I'm not gonna name names. I'm not going to name names, but there was someone recently who uh, has repeatedly over and over again put his podcast episodes on without putting anything else on. And I started deleting them as they were coming up because it's flooding our page. That's like, you know, message after message after message of this person's podcasts. And I don't think it's appropriate to come to another podcast page and do that. So what I ultimately did was I changed the criteria for that particular Member, I didn't kick him out of the group, but I put that anything he posts is subject to uh, approval from one of the administrators now. Oh, man, I okay. saw that. So, uh, I don't mind pimping other people's stuff, but first of all, don't flood our page with it, and second of all, you know, be a friend of the show if you're going to do it. Don't just join the page to do it. Right. That's, that's how I see it. I think, you know, if it's somebody... Uh, let's. I'm, I'm going to just give an example, but I, I don't think he's ever done this. But say Dave Weeder, who is a good friend of all of ours. If he wanted to pimp his podcast on back to the bins, I have no problem with that.
2: Absolutely, I agree. But,
0: but you know, somebody who no, is not me, otherwise it, engaged with us, and all of a sudden just starts putting up their stuff. I, I don't know. I feel like they're just taking advantage, and I don't think it's right.
2: Yep. Yeah. That's absolutely what it is, and yeah, I, I don't think it's cool. I think it's the height of rudeness. I really do.
0: And so that's today's entry into the Get Off My Lawn cast.
1: <laughs> Good episode, guys. <laughs> All right. Now on to the email. What? Oh, yeah, we got a book to cover. Hmm. We do have a
0: book. It's quite a book, isn't it? Yeah. So it is the fourth issue... We're getting through this. Is, this. is this five or six issues deep? This series.
1: Uh, well, I think it ends right here on the first page after the bomb goes off. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to finish it just for completeness. And
0: again, like I said, this this list has this book book has been on my bucket list. So
1: it's got moments, but uh, you yeah. know. Well, that's exactly it. It's got moments and nothing more. Just like, just like uh, Gary Mitchell said to uh, to Captain Kirk when they were fighting on the planet when Gary Mitchell had the god powers and Kirk was able to knock him out and he said, your moment is fading basically, so, so something along those lines
2: <laughs> I understood that I, reference
1: exactly
0: <laughs> so this is chapter 4 which is titled The Last Day the cover shows a Terminator exoskeleton kind of amid a mountain of skulls and so far this, this is my favorite of the covers we've had so far I have to say Yep. Uh, by quite a bit, actually. I think this is the best one we've had. It's moody. It's a little, you know, in its own way, it's a little scary, even though you know it's not really scary. Uh, but it, it, you know, the, the Terminator because of, it's just the metal exoskeleton. It almost looks like it's grinning at the listener. So mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of got an evil with the red eyes and everything. It's kind of got an evil look about it. The only thing about it is the lower. Left-hand part of the page is totally black, and I don't know why. That seems lazy.
2: It almost looks like maybe something was supposed to go in there. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know what, but you know, maybe some verbiage or or something.
0: Yeah, but but there is <laughs>
2: yeah, there's, there's it's nothing. pretty much
0: blank, and and it's seems, like I said, it just seems lazy. I think it's supposed to be, you know, like kind of hazy, because at the top there's some black areas with clouds, but then you have the title of the book there. So that makes sense.
2: I do like this cover, though. I like it a lot. If this is not the cover of The Trade, it should be.
1: I think the cover of The Trade was like issue two with the... Terminator, the Terminatrix, like the side shot. I think that was the cover right. of the trade if I which I have,
2: and that's I have the trade. That's not bad. It's just this this is the one. This is the cover right here. I think anyway. Yeah, I
0: think so too. So this the story once again is written by Ron Fortier and illustrated by Alex Ross and letters by Joseph Allen and anybody else is kind of superfluous. Uh, This chapter opens with a city street where Aqualung is warming himself
2: over a (laughs) trash can fire. Snot is running down his nose. (laughs) Little Terminators with shabby clothes.
0: (laughs) While that's going on, some Skynet drones are flying over here, Arnold Long. (laughs) raining fire on the street and cleansing the earth of its organic infestation. This city with is. With atomic clean. weaponry. The first city is merely identified as being in the southwest. They don't actually tell us which one. The second city is Phoenix, Arizona. We cut to Thunder Mountain, Nevada, where the human resistance is in a gunfight with the Terminator Army. And it says to us, or they tell us hand to hand combat with a killing machine. It was never a contest, it was a joke all along. A sick, twisted, cosmic joke. Then there was an upheaval, and the earth was burning, so they had to get inside. Inside, David Letterman's hair is on fire, because he must have lied to somebody. No one is expecting to get out alive, so they simply press on with all possible dispatch, I say. Outside again, the disasters continue with a mudslide, and not the type made with rum and chocolate syrup.
1: Mmm. (laughs) <laughs> the Sorry,
0: pl- the planet appears to be ripped apart as if someone uh, f- formed it with proto matter. You get that
1: reference? Sorry, I'm I'm having a mudslide <laughs> flashback.
0: <laughs> You're talking about the alcoholic mudslide, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it, oh, unfortunately, yeah. this one doesn't have it. We squ- oh. we switch to the Skynet point of view and see that there's been a security breach, which consists of our unit of resistance fighters, none of which know well enough to care about. Uh, none of which we know well enough to care about, and the order is given to terminate on contact, and the story is to be continued. It is a sh- brief quick read once again. Um, yep. You know, th- I, I think you know we, we hit on it last issue, and I just mentioned it again in that brief synopsis. Uh, we don't care about any of these characters. There's not enough character right. moments with any of them to really get to know them, and to care that they're being wiped out systematically. I... I Tend to like the Terminators more than I like the humans in this. Um, it is really nothing story wise that's making me excited about it. And artwork wise, there are a lot of pretty pictures, but there's also a lot of kind of muddy artwork in this. And it's,
1: uh, what the hell is going on? Yeah, and I, the storytelling
0: is weak. Um, you know, it's a disappointment. It really is. You know, like I said, it's been on my bucket list. I'm glad we're covering it because, I'm you know, it's something I want to have. I want to have read, but I, I am just kind of disappointed as we go on
2: with it. I I, I feel like you have every right to be, honestly, because, uh, yeah, it's. I, there, there's a lot of problems with it. it It's not any one thing I think it's a lot of what you just talked about It's, you know, the art is a, Definitely a huge Step up from what You know, preceded it with the 17 issue series that now was Doing at the Terminator But that said, it is still amateurish it, it, you, know, it, it, you know, put aside The fact that it's, you know, Alex Ross who became a legend later On, at this point it's he's still you know he's still very amateurish. It, it, it looks like your standard amateur indie art uh, in a lot of areas. Like um, you know, like I say, it, it has a lot of problems. But I, I think you reiterated the biggest problem that it has is that it doesn't give you anybody to root for, including John uh, Connor. including and yeah, I was just going to say, including John, who we. kind of well we know him through his reputation and maybe that's part of the problem too is that we don't know him but they're presenting him as if we do now again this is you know with the caveat that i'm judging this as a standalone story now i know that he he came in at issue 12 i want to say of the prior series but I think this was intended as a jumping on point. Like if you you know, were going to get into now, Terminator, this, this is where you could get in. So I'm thinking that this was intended that you may not be familiar with what came before. So judging it that way, I, I judge it as a fail. That we're not given enough of any of these characters to, to care about them at all. It's really tough... I mean, for that synopsis that I did of the last issue, I really had to struggle to figure out the names of the characters because they were not made clear and they weren't iterated enough what their friggin' names were. So if I don't even know your name, how am I supposed to care about your situation whatsoever? And, and I don't. I mean, really, the, the only reason to root for the humans in this is that they're the humans. Well, th- I'm sorry, that's not enough of a reason, you know? I mean, there's lots of movies where' I'll, I'll instead of rooting for whoever you know the the protagonist is supposed to be, I'll root for the monster or the villain or whatever because they're not likable people. Case in point Jurassic Park, I rooted for the damn dinosaurs because all the people were friggin annoying, you know. So you know King Kong, who who roots for the humans? I root for Kong, you know, it's the same thing here. I'm actually rooting. For the Terminators, because the people are badly drawn and they're annoying. <laughs> I, I I
0: I eventually warmed up to the Jurassic Park people, but but I get what you're saying there, and yeah, I rooted for Kong over uh, Denim, that's for sure. Right?
1: Not, not even Bridges? not even close.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, you know, I mean, you got to put this in context. You know, we're reading this in 2019, but, you know, it came out in, what was it, in 1990?
2: yeah.
0: So it came out in between, you know, six years post The Terminator and I guess a year or two years pre-Terminator 2. Uh, So, you know, they didn't have as much of a tapestry for the future to work with as far as that goes so the, you know i don't know how much control you know i, I kind of think that james cameron you know at this point he certainly knew he was making terminator 2 and i see him as every bit as much of a control freak as george lucas so i would think he'd be trying to influence where they're going with this and having to, you know having some sort of approval process with it so i i do right. find it a little you know again disappointing that, that there's not a little bit more meat to this and I think that's really what it comes down to. I need a little bit more meat. I need some more characterization. I need to care that these people are getting wiped out. I need them to present characters who are, you know, who, who are sacrificing themselves and that you're thinking, damn, I, I, I wish they hadn't killed that one.
1: Right. I, I can remember thinking when I first purchased this, and I think it's only till now that I realized what the name of the book, how that ties in, the burning earth, dropping in the nukes. Oh, now I get it. I guess I'm a little dense on that, but I originally thought when I bought I thought this, it was a hemorrhoid thing. Ooh, ooh, uh, <laughs> that it was. This was the behind-the-scenes story of how they broke into into Skynet and got the time machine. Is what I thought this story was. I think years ago when I bought it, when I bought the trade. That's what I was hoping it was. Yeah, because I mean, and you could kind of see. So, like, like you were saying, Paul, if James Cameron could have got with them and helped them, I'm wondering if he had any input in this at all. I'm I'm thinking he probably didn't, but I find that very
0: surprising because I think he is very protective of things. He may not have, you know, you got to remember. I guess when the Terminator came out, he wasn't the James Cameron that he is now. So, you know, the the only thing he had at that point under his belt was Piranha 2. So he may have totally signed the rights away, and he may have had no right whatsoever to hold on to any aspect of this thing and to dictate to them where it was going to go. He probably didn't get that level of power until after Terminator 2 came out and was a huge blockbuster.
1: Well, just like this is not the Alex Ross that we have come to know. But if, if you think back again to the time when this came out, this... You would be groundbreaking for the some of the art that was out there then. Art-wise, it's good.
0: It's just not what it, it's. it's I mean, it's twofold. It's not what I expect from Alex Ross. I expect better. Uh, and it's also and even the later Alex Ross was not was never a great storyteller. Hmm.
2: I, I will agree with that. I, I don't so, know if Bill agrees, but I definitely agree with that. It's it's part of the reason that I I kind of quickly soured on Alex Ross. So it's not like I don't like him, don't get me wrong. It's just
0: there's a know, lot of he, beautiful posters in there. That's
2: posters, what it is. Posters. Yes, exactly. He he's great at like the the image, you know, the snapshot, but but telling a story not so much because I mean if you look at I mean a lot of people will hold up Marvels and Marvels is an incredible book but Marvels is a series of snapshots. It's it's not a narrative. You know what I mean? I don't think he's good at narrative. Kingdom Kingdom Come is
0: probably as well as he's ever done with a narrative and even that has its flaws. But that's right. better that's better than Marvels as far as telling a story goes because there is a story. Marvels is more a series of vignettes.
1: I you know, right. I've I've got uh I've been cataloging some books, and I've got the twelve issue series Justice. I'll be damned if I can tell right. you what it's about. I don't even remember, and maybe that's because <laughs> maybe that's because I'm old. But but obviously, it didn't make enough of an impression on me, or just it's a lot of pretty pictures. Do you guys remember what it's yeah, about? Uh, I seem brainiac- I seem
0: to remember it as being kind of a slightly more serious version of the Super Friends. Yeah. Against the oh, that's
1: right. Okay, yeah, okay. I think that's starting to come back to me now. Yeah, until you prodded my memory. I mean, so obviously it didn't... I mean, I, I remember... Ooh, pretty picture. Ooh, pretty picture, but yeah. I don't remember the plot. And that one, he didn't... I'm trying to remember
0: if he did... I think someone else did the pencils on that and he painted really? over them.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think...
0: I so think someone Dynamite. else was actually responsible for the storytelling aspect of that. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's that... I could be wrong, but I think it's that same guy that he did so many proje- projects with Dynamite Comics. Um, I, at least I think it was Dynamite. Because remember they worked together on um, Avengers Invaders and yes. there were some other things too. I, I just can't remember the other guy's name. But yeah, I think that's right. And I can't... Speak
0: I can't give you specifics on it because this is kind of coming With off art, the top of my head. But uh, I do remember reading Avengers Invaders and thinking that the storytelling was better in there. And I'm thinking, oh yeah. I'm thinking it's because he wasn't actually doing the pencils. Right. That someone else was laying it out for him and then it was just up to him to, to paint over it and make it pretty. And, and right. that's, that's kind of the combination if you want good storytelling from Alex Ross. That's the way to do it.
1: It says, Justice is a 12-issue American comic book limited series published by Monthly blah, blah 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 written by Alex Ross and Jim Kruger with art also Kruger, by... that
2: was it, yeah. Well,
1: it just says written by... with art also by Ross and Doug Braithwaite.
2: Uh, there's, there's somebody else involved. I, I thought Kruger was an artist as well, but I could be wrong, but... Yeah, that was the name I was trying to think of, that was Kruger.
0: So... There is, I, I took a quick look, there is one issue left to this, so we, we will finish off this particular series, uh, and we'll see, maybe maybe the last issue, will, I haven't read it yet, maybe it'll it'll up, have an uptick and I'll find it more enjoyable, but so far in the issues we've had, uh, you know, the artwork is somewhat of a disappointment compared to what I anticipated, and the story is just, you know, so little really has happened. You know, yes, the Earth has been decimated, but as far as stories go, I expect character moments, and we really haven't gotten many at
2: all. Doesn't it feel to you like the... like there's no weight to this? You know what I mean? Like Here, here they're dropping nukes, but it has no real weight to it. Does that that make sense? I, I well, think so, because, because you don't feel the stakes
0: if you don't care that right. people are getting killed. First of all, they've already told us that a very very large portion of the population is already dead.
1: Right. So dropping nukes on cities is like swatting is swatting a fly with a with a bazooka. Yeah, almost, right? <laughs> so so well, it, it doesn't it doesn't have it's like, okay, so they're nuking it now. What else are they going to do? So, did Did Skynet purposely drop the second nuke where it did, I I think it was just happenstance, but they dropped the nuke and it created the wind that actually ended up helping the humans by taking out the Terminator's. So you might think, oh, well, it must have dropped that other one because it was trying to destroy the humans that were coming in. But that's not really true because it was planning on doing that anyway, and it wouldn't be dropping all the other nukes if that wasn't. But, it, but still, what? it's a stupid plan because it's so close to its base. Even at the end of this comic, it's saying that it's been damaged. So Why wouldn't
0: they just drop all the nukes that they're going to drop simultaneously?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, right, Exactly. And I want to know did King uh it's a good thing that King Tut never came back to Arizona. <laughs> he was born in Babylonia. No, well, he, he moved was born in Arizona, Arizona and he moved, no. oh, moved to Babylonia. He was born in Arizona, moved to Babylonia. Move to King Babylonia.
2: Tut. Yep.
1: Had a condo made of stone. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm not sure where to go with this, and I almost feel like, you know, I there was we had a, actually we've had a couple of iTunes reviews and at some point I'll read them but not today, but thank you for the people who've given them to us uh, and anybody who hasn't, we could always use them but there was the one person who gave us a review who's, he, he was negative towards us because he said something to the effect of if you don't like books, why are you talking about them? Why don't you pick books you like?
1: Because well, we thought we did
0: like this. and, and the, Well, the nature of our show is to kind of cover stuff at random so, sometimes you're going to hit books you like a lot, sometimes you're not. I think it makes for an honest critique to to be able to say you didn't like everything. I think shows, there are shows that I like where uh, people are very positive about everything. Um, but that's not us. I mean, I, I, I've listened over the years to Sean Whalen on Raging Bullets. I don't think I know a more positive guy. Uh, every Everything DC comes out, he he pretty much loves. It's It's... But it, but it's it's enjoyable to listen to him. He finds some positive in everything. Uh, you know, we we find positives. We find negatives. I think we I think we're fair reviewers. You
1: know, like here, here, like the sequence of the mudslide, not the drink, the natural disaster. Uh, that's pretty. Uh, that starts out pretty scary, and two people get engulfed by the mud, and that's that's kind of you know. What you see happens to him is 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 bad um, but then the next page just uh, the next page I it was just like that one last issue where we we couldn't I'm like okay, what exactly happened here and then I realized that at the end of the page it shifted perspective and we have the three people that were leaping over the big fire fissure that opened up in the ground so right like in so the first one they're running towards it. Second one they're pointing at it, third one they leap over it and and then on the last one they've switched the perspective again and now they're sliding through the mud and I was like, Wait a minute, what? Wait, what? So I had to go back and look and oh, okay, all right. It just it seemed disjointed, but it it is just disjointed. Okay, so it wasn't just me.
2: No. No, this is another one like you know, much like last issue where I had to kinda of
1: puzzle over it a little bit, going, What the hell is going on? Here? And then the next page is even worse. I, yeah. Because it's like, okay, oh, all right, now that I look, I turn my head to the side and look, I see what happened. The guy leaped. But wait a minute, they had already, wait a minute, is this the one where it was out of order? Or You're did the all last out guy, of order. But wait a minute, because maybe the other two people had jumped. What were we saying last time that there was two pages that were out of order with the dialogue or something? Yes, there
0: was. I, I vaguely remember that.
1: Yeah. It's going to happen again next
2: issue, too. Oh, you're, you've already read ahead. Well, yeah, don't don't I, even I, tell me
0: what you think about it because, like I said, I'm 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 hoping for an improvement, but I don't even want I don't want to know.
2: No, I, I wasn't going to spoil anything other than to say that there there is a printing error in the next issue that was frustrating because it took me a while to figure out what the what the problem was, and then when I realized it, I'm like, oh wait a minute. So yeah, well I'll let you guys discover it on your own, and we'll talk about it next time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. It was shocking to me. I'm like, whoa, this is (laughs) in the last issue, so there's no way to correct it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'll get there.
2: (laughs) Are you sure? Yeah, at this (laughs) point, I feel like we're pot
0: committed. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up, and then we'll see where we go from there.
1: Wrap, 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 wrap it up.
0: I did like the cover, though. Yeah, the cover I think is the best part of this book. You know, you know, I do, I do feel like uh, I'm glad. One of the reasons I'm glad we're covering this is, like, if I went to New York Comic Con, and I saw this book for say five dollars per book, I think well, oh. it's Alex Ross's first work. It's a painted book. It's, you know, I'll I'll buy it. And if I spent twenty five bucks for this, and then I brought it home and I read it, I'd be pissed. <laughs> so, I'm kind of glad that we've covered it this way, and I didn't spend the money to buy it.
2: We just saved you
0: money. You did. Because I would have been willing to spend the five bucks a book. All
1: right. So, page ten. Bottom of page ten. <laughs> Two things. One. Did they rip the wall down? Did they push the wall? They
0: g ripped it. g rip. They tore up
1: the floor. And how do they nah, no, come because on. they were already on the rocks. They didn't lift the floor up. It was love on the rocks.
0: Thanks, are you no sure?
1: Comment? Yeah, because you... Because, okay, oh, wait, to, no, the, the humans are on a ridge. Yeah, it's they're a, on a ridge.
2: Okay. Yeah. So
1: did they rip the ridge down? Did they climb the ridge? Did they just get yeah. a good g- 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 grip on it? I, I'm not cl- sure what, what exactly is g- <laughs> gripping. Like, what happened there? Because then there's like a guy, the next page, the guy's grabbing a guy up and then throwing him where? Into the air? Off a ledge, off the cliff. What cliff? Where? What cliff?
2: The cliff that they climbed up. The humans remember they, cl- they scaled okay, the, the cliff they were, to get but, to where
1: they are. Yeah, but wasn't it But they, ah, whatever. What? The other thing on page ten is why does the female term, ter- Terminator need this? Like the tight, like skin tight. She's, she's got the Ms. Ms. Marvel outfit. She's got the Miss Marvel. Yeah, they're all dressed like Ms. Marvel. Yeah. But, well, not the other the, one. Well,
0: then. the guys are all dressed like uh, they should be in uh, the what you call, the village people.
1: <laughs> yeah, but shouldn't they have some protection? I mean, they do have bio, whatever, synthetic skin. Why is she wearing a bathing suit? Because it's hot. I know it's because it's hot, but I'm trying to make a point. Don't make me out to be a pig that I am. I don't know. No, you're not being a pig. You're actually questioning it, saying it shouldn't be that
0: way. You're being the what? opposite, you're being a non pig.
2: Um, oink, or uh, not all of the. If you flip the page though to the next, the next page, the first panel on the next page, not all the women are dressed the same. Most of them are in the Ms. Marvel outfit, but some of them are in a it's like Misty night outfits. So. <laughs> 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 At least nobody's in an Aunt May, right? <sighs> Ugh.
0: So we got that going for us.
1: <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: how could I say it better than that Bill so uh, other than Aqualung and David Letterman were there other uh, photo referenced people in here
2: I thought supposedly I thought there the dude that gets nuked on page is William, Defoe. Uh, is William Defoe? I don't see it myself which page is, it is page 2 last panel oh wait no you know what I don't think that is I think it's I think if it's anything, the panel above. Yeah, that look does at not look the panel above. Old, it? That's Willem Dafoe. Yes, if you blow it up, I'm looking at it digitally. So if you blow it up bigger, where the bomb is actually hitting the ground and saying k- cracks, the guy that's standing there looking over his shoulder at it as it hits the ground, that is Willem Dafoe. Oh, okay, and then the next guy, you know, maybe maybe yeah, a little, maybe a little Brad too. Pitt, maybe. And uh, now that's Willem Dafoe <laughs> still. Eh. I don't know. And let's keep going. Uh, going and the if page go would... back to the first. Go back to the first page a second, though. So on the first page, that panel we've got Jethro on, that is very clearly from the cover of Aqualon. Oh, absolutely. But look at the the guy that's standing there, and he's holding—I don't know what the hell that thing's supposed to he's be. he a
0: little ice cracker.
2: Yeah, doesn't that look like that? Looks to me like it's taken from a famous. Like like a Renaissance painting or something, you know what I, I mean? So
1: I was gonna say is uh, nah, nah. I'm just could crazy. be somebody from like said. a nativity painting. Uh, well, no, that's, that's what I was gonna say.
2: It's that's yeah. Joseph and Mary. You know? That is yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Why is he carrying that. a little hammer though? I
0: have he's, no. He's idea. like little baby Thor.
1: Bang, bang, Max! And that <laughs> sky, well, Skynet silver hammer came down upon her head. Yes, but you know, and you know what? The the two people standing to
0: the right look like they're they belong together, and then Aqua Lung looks like he's a color form that's put in there with them. Right? <laughs> like it, it doesn't? They don't look like they're in the same panel.
2: No, they don't. They do not.
0: Get away
1: from my barrel! Bam, bam, bam.
0: But on on the David Letterman page I thought there were other photo reference people.
1: They look like they are, but I couldn't t- tell you who. I mean, I I'm going I'm heading there now. Stand by. Because do, 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 it's blown up so big. I'm having a hard time. It's like taking forever to move now.
2: <laughs> That's what she said.
1: <laughs> it ain't that big. <laughs> now like looking uh Oh, you mean the people that are looking at him like, ah, oh, jeez, that guy made it in? Well, wow. the guy that you could see behind his
0: uh, left arm looks like it could be Charlie Sheen, but I don't think it is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Winning! Or da- Dante from Clerks.
0: And in fact, uh, what's his name? The, the other guy next to him looks like he could be, could be Kiefer Sutherland, although I don't think he is. Isn't that supposed to be...
1: What's his name? Connor?
0: Is, th- is that Bear?
2: Yeah, I- it's supposed to be and I then think. then
0: then the guy who I said looks like uh, Charlie Sheen on the panel below he could be Kevin Smith
1: <laughs> and I don't know who That's the, the panel I
0: call g i on all all the way to the right on that bottom panel, that looks like it could be Linda Hamilton, I'm sure it's yeah.
2: not mm, yeah and, and, I, and, and the nice. guy
0: and the yeah and the guy to the left of her it's Robert York. I don't know who it's supposed to be, but he looks like he's clearly photo photo referenced. Right. Uh, for hire. There's the two the two guys next to uh, next to David Letterman putting his hair out. One guy on the left looks like he could be uh, Bruce Willis.
1: I was going to say Danny Trejo.
0: <laughs> I don't see Danny Trejo. There.
1: No. Oh, but wait, oh, wait. This just in: the guy two people over from your Bruce Willis is Eric Roberts. with his gun pointed straight up in the air. Superman would have cracked Charlie. (laughs) The Pope of of Greenwich Village was here.
0: You tell him we're leaving and you don't say goodbye to nobody. That's how you keep him humble. (laughs) Uh, I love the Pope of Greenwich Village.
1: Mudslide! The guy looks like he's cross-eyed. <laughs> what is that page? That's page seventeen. And the panel below that, with them running, looks very stiff. Mar- Marissa, isn't she the one that was screwed? That like fell last time. You know what? Maybe she's she deserved- all over the place. She just, you know, you got to drop the dead danger. weight. It's, it's time for survival I, of I, oh, the fittest. Oh yeah, they Marissa. did. She got buried in
2: a mudslide.
1: Erin <laughs> Leaf.
2: It actually looks like a shit slide when I'm. If you're honest, it reminds me of that episode of South Park. Shit slide. Uh, yeah,
1: just, actually let's... reminds me of something that happened at work once, but. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't that, but it was just as disgusting. So, <laughs> do we do we want to hear any more of this? Really? Yeah, because it's funny. Because I I was the uh, I was the victim, so. <laughs> that's always funny Uh, so a lot of times when you're uh when you're working with well back 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 when i was a wee electrician's helper all right you run a lot of underground pipes and four inch pvc going from like a transformer into the building so you have to pull in like a rope well the way you pull that rope in is first you have to suck through a uh what we call on a mouse with string, but it's not a mouse. It's basically like a big plastic bag, right? So the guys at the other end, you know, like one end has a big vacuum that covers the pipe. The other end, you got a guy with a box, a bucket of string tied to the plastic and you, you know, it sucks on this one end and then it goes through and you, you get it on your end, right? Well, I'm trying to, you know, I'm sucking with the vacuum, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pu- putting it on and pulling it off, putting it on and pull, try, trying to create suction to break, because the mouse is stuck on something. So I'm like, boom, 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 boom. So what do you think I do? Knowing me, I'm scared to find out. <laughs> What would you do if you're like, "Well, it's not coming up through the pipe." I look, I put my face right over the pipe.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: That's,
2: instead
0: of saying, "What would you do? What would you what do if you and me?" You say, "What was the dumbest thing I could possibly do in that situation?"
1: So I put my fa- I put my face right over the pipe and all of a sudden because what had been happening, I had been drawing this water, and like, the, the pressure, whatever, changed. So basically, the whole time, it was pushing this column of water through that pipe, straight to me, and I'm just waiting, looking. And man, that nasty brown water's... Blah, hit me right oh. in the face. <laughs> yep. Back in the good old days. You're like, kill me now. Oh. <laughs> you guys think... You guys think my career's been all fun and games? I thought it until now. <laughs> I never, ever put my face over a pipe again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least you did learn a lesson, I guess. <laughs> I, I can only, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna let it go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> For the best. Just,
0: just say thank you and let's move on. <laughs> So, I have uh, no
1: idea who the blonde lady is in uh, what page is that? Twenty-one, or the white-haired lady, or actually that's not. She's the lady. I don't know who she is. So we got Tim, Jerry. Uh, it's not Marissa. She's dead. Yeah,
2: I don't know who this. Yeah, I don't know
1: who that's around. But again, to.
2: that's that's symptomatic of of this particular story. Is they have not made they have not clearly defined the players. Yeah, absolutely. And this could have this could have been easily remedied by you know like on the inside front cover or something, or maybe at the end of the issue, have like a, a snapshot from within the issue. You know, just a little headshot from within the issue, defining who the players are. This well, is Joe, and you know, give a yeah. little bio. Joe is the weapons expert, or the communications officer, or John Connor's right hand man, or whatever. But there's I'm not sure of- I would
1: care anymore though. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're not supposed to get invested in this in any. Well, people. Well, that's, that's poor
0: storytelling. I mean, you're you would think it
1: would invest you, but maybe it just shows the expendability of the people at this point.
2: But because I, I, I what we I brought care. up last
1: time, there's not enough people for them to be expendable. Do you have any other questions you'd like to ask Siri? Scott, while we're here? <laughs> to further our destruction. Nope. Siri, should I put my fi- my face over a pipe that I'm using suction on? Hey, speaking of Siri, I made a I made a very cool discovery with Siri today. Uh-oh. So Ooh. I
2: discovered that if you're listening to music, like you know, like random music on your on your phone and you ask Siri cuz this is this is literally what I said, I hit the button and this little Siri do comes up and I said, "Play anything but this shit." And she <laughs> she just switched it up for me. She actually understood that command. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> so, every once in a while, she's not completely useless and stupid. Just don't most say, of the time.
1: Don't say that when she can hear you.
2: <laughs> she's going to send a Terminator around to take care of me? She's going to send a Serenator. She could to serenade you. I don't know if she still does it or not, but she used to... If you asked her to tell you the story of the Terminator, she would tell you the story as if the Terminator was the protagonist. I don't know if she still does that or not, but that was really funny. I should give that a shot.
0: (laughs) So, Alright, we should rate this steaming pile of Terminator. Mudslide. Aww. Alright, you first.
1: Mm -hmm. Alright, I
0: really like the cover by far the best thing here but I still find that blank space to be very bothersome to me and therefore I cannot give it an A um, in fact I find that to be so bothersome I'm giving it a B minus minus. and I like the cover a lot but I just really just don't understand that empty space
1: the interior artwork uh, it's, hey, let me ask you this: What if they had centered it?
0: Then I think I, I would. Then I think we'd get a better grade. Yeah, I if, mean, if even the Terminator just, had been in the center. Just
1: move the Terminator to the center. I think would have been look better. Yeah,
0: well, you would have eliminated some of that blank space then. Yeah. The interior art, I think the storytelling is weak, and I think the artwork is a bit muddy, and in spots <laughs> a bit stiff. No no pun intended. Um, <laughs> it's still, you know, I mean, there's still some pretty images in here. And, and I do get a kick out of David Letterman with his hair on fire. I, I just think, I find that very amusing. Uh, I'm going to just give it a B on the interior artwork. The story is almost non-existent. I, I find it, you know, again, as we've said so many times, they don't make us care about these characters at all. And there's so little that actually goes on, other than they're nuking the planet. Uh, I'm going to say a C- minus on the story. And overall, I'll give the
1: book, on a whole, a C+. Uh, all right, for brevity's sake, uh, my grades are C, B, C, and I'll tell you the story of how I discovered mudslides when I was in uh, St. Thomas, when I was in the Navy. So... Discovered the drink, the mudslide. We run around the whole island, <laughs> resort to resort. So we got to the other end of the island, and uh, we're driving back, right? So I am hammered. So hammered that at, at the last resort, the bar was in were the you pool. you hammered by
0: that little hammer that that guy was holding? Yes,
1: yes, exactly. The bar was in the pool, so I actually, in my clothes, sat in the pool in my clothes because I was so drunk. <laughs> Luckily, I kept my money in my top pocket that that day but anyway so on the way back we're driving on the bus and we're constantly turning left now in Saint thomas you drive on the opposite side of the road stop me if you've heard the story before so we're we're we come to a light and we just turn left just like in america if we came to a light we could turn right at the red light (laughs) this is where drunk logic as i call it kicks in i turn to my friend dan and i'm like hey I'm going to do this like Harry Carey because it's funnier. Hey, wow, you know, we've been doing this all wrong in the States. We need to drive on the other side of the road because when you come to an intersection, you can always turn left. And my buddy looks at me and goes, Bill, what happens if you have to turn right? And I'm like, good point. (laughs) <laughs> and that's my story for today. I do
0: have to admit, it is funnier because you did Harry Carey.
1: <laughs> i That may have been what I sounded like. It's been so long. God, I can like see years. how
0: drunk Bill could sound like Harry Carey <laughs> very easily.
2: He's <laughs> just throwing we... a
0: couple of uh, holy cows and I think we're... Safe. Holy
2: cow! <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't a mudslide also a nickname for something that happens to you after you eat a whole lot of Taco Bell? <laughs> Could be,
1: yeah. Or if you go, if you get Montezuma's revenge. Seems to be... exactly. Oh, yeah, seems bloodslides... to me I
2: have heard that before.
1: Mudslides tasted like chocolate milkshakes, man. Just <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you wanted to be tasting the one Scott's talking uh, about. <laughs> you might as well put not your not face you. by the pipe. That's chocolate the coffee Scott milkshakes. Steak. All right, so what's your grade? All right, great
2: on Navy this um, I I'm gonna disagree with the both of you. I'm gonna go a straight up. Uh, I think I'm gonna go an A. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go an A on the cover. I really like the cover. I, I see exactly what Paul's talking about with the with the black here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt that they were going somewhere with this, but somehow it it does kind of work for me. I I'm not sure if that. In a black space on the left is supposed to be a, a wall or or what it is, but it it does work for me. I really like this. I, I like how the Terminator is almost like rising up out of this heap of skulls or something, but it does work. I, th- I think it's a really dynamic image. You know what it looks and, like to me? It uh, looks
0: like, like when kids tell horror stories and they take the flashlight in the dark and they shine it in their own face to try and right, look scarier. Yeah. It looks like the Terminator's yeah. doing that. Ooh, look at me. I'm a scary yeah. Terminator. Ooh, hold on. Let me do my Arnold <laughs> voice. And they,
2: and they are kind of scary, too. So, yeah. I'm not, I, I don't. For me, it works. It really does. I, I think it really works um interior art yeah uh, i don't know it's it's a real mixed bag and uh i don't think it's as strong as uh as some of the prior issues i there's not this this one lacks that real standout image that the other issues have had up till now for me where there was at least one image where i was like okay that's really cool that kind of saved the issue or made the issue or whatever this particular one, you know, the big image for me is on the cover. The interior stuff is just I don't know, it's just it's not as good and it's very 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 dark. And I don't mean dark as far as, you know, moody or dark as far as, you know, the the you know, the violent nature. I mean dark as in I can't see what the hell is supposed to be happening here. You know, it's it's literally too dark. So, yeah, big big points off for of that. So, interior art on this one um uh, I I think I'm going to go uh I don't know. I'm tempted to go really low, but I'm going to go I'm going to go B minus cuz it is I mean it, it's still serviceable and everything. It's just it it needs a lot of improvement. Uh, I do one one thing we didn't comment on is I kind of like the look of the ledge that the terminators are on up there. It reminds me of the grid from Tron. I I did think that was kind of cool. Mm. And then lastly, story-wise, yeah, I agree with you. The, the the real problem with this is, I mean, this is 1990. Were they, were, was there even such a thing as right for the trade mentality at this point? Or are we, be, are we seeing the beginnings of that right here? I think
0: this is the in the beginnings of it. I think they probably had the idea, but it wasn't as widespread as it became.
2: Right. But that's what this feels like. Uh, I, I hate to say it. This isn't a story. This is this is five minutes out of a movie, you know. If mm. even that,
0: yeah. A I story mean, should have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And this, and and uh, we're, we're four issues in, and I don't feel we're getting that yet. We no, haven't gotten to the, we haven't gotten and to the and middle yet,
2: <laughs> right? And, and that that's a problem. We're gonna when have a beginning,
0: got, and then we're gonna have an end.
2: When you have five issues to tell. Your story, to me, things like this, I always always compare them back to like Marvel's adaptations of movies. Specifically, I always think of like Star Wars. You know, they told the entire movie of Star Wars over six issues, and one of the things that's really fun with that is how they both expand and contract time, because they didn't just take the movie and split it into you know like what what would it be, Six an, an hour and 20 minutes divided by, what is that, 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. They didn't give you 20 minutes of movie per issue. There are some that are like five minutes of movie, and then there's others where there's a lot more of movie, and so they, they expand and contract. This doesn't do that. I, I, I There's not one of these issues we've covered so far, and we've done four out of five of them now where I felt like, okay, if this was a movie that was like 45 minutes or 20, even 20 minutes, most of these have felt like this was three minutes of screen time. So it feels like we're going to get to the end of this, and altogether this was a Terminator movie that ran 30 minutes, you know? And that, no, that's that's not a story. That's not a satisfying, you know, that's an episode of a TV show. And you don't spread an episode of a TV show out over five issues. So, yeah, it's yeah i'm with all apologies to ron it's just it's not a satisfying read and it's no longer a mystery to me why i didn't keep going beyond the first issue here because again back in 1990 a $1. buck 75 now it, it sounds laughable now i mean hell i'd, I'd gladly pay a dollar 75 for a company but back during this time a dollar 75 for a single issue was i mean that was a lot of money and Especially if it's only a tiny piece of a story and not a satisfying read per issue, and that's—I always have judged comics that way. I want a story per issue. I, don't, I mean, I don't mind if it's a continuing story, you know, if it's you know going to be continued next time or even you know for several chapters, but make each individual chapter satisfying within itself. I want advancement. You know I mean, it. and this is not that.
0: I'm yeah. sorry. What'd you say? I said I want the story to advance in each issue. Yes. It doesn't, doesn't yeah. Doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be a complete story, and you could even you can even write it for the trade. I'm okay with it. I can deal with it. But advance the story in each issue. Don't just give me.
2: Right.
0: You know, I I feel like you know we've we've we're four issues in, and if this were adapted for the mo- for a movie, yeah. you know they're going to just start running the credits soon.
2: <laughs> so
0: it's well, you like, know what, And I mean the <laughs> opening credits. <laughs> It just wasn't right
1: for a movie, this would be the the last 20 minutes of the movie, and we would have had all the character development and cared about these characters prior to this. Yeah, the first two
0: point. or three issues yeah. should be introducing us to the characters, letting us get to know them, seeing what the mission is, seeing how deadly the mission is. Then the next two or three issues should be executing the mission, things going badly, and then somehow they figure out a way to make it work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's the formula, but we're not mm. getting that at all and and it's i'm not criticizing mm. them for not being formulaic because you do you know i like when they, when they get bold and they're not formulaic but you still have to have certain beats which includes making you care about the characters
1: we're just not happy Absolutely. with anything <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and oh, you know what you know what would not... also be useful here understanding exactly what their mission is cuz so far the mission is yes we're going to shoot terminators
1: the mission—we got to right. get into Skynet. Why? Well, well, well. I mean, well, they did because they got to stop them. But now they and have. How to are you going to do that? Because I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. Because nobody's been in there, so how would they know what, to, what they're going to come up against? I don't. know, Whatever. Right. So since this is the, this is the Terminator, and it involves Arnold Schwarzenegger, well, not directly. But do you know uh, who got married on June eighth? To whom? Oh,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, Arnold's Brad. daughter married uh... Star Lord. Star Lord, yeah.
1: Is she hot? What? Yeah, yeah. Catherine she,
2: Schwarzenegger. She's not a. She's not a out freak like like. I mean, she doesn't look like her dad or anything.
1: No, well. She looks like her mother.
2: Actually,
1: her, mother her mother had a big mother. head.
2: She looks better
0: than her mother. She, her mother was like a like a a prettier version of. I was going to say because she, she was
1: like she was... a cadaver.
0: What was what was the female Modok? <laughs> <laughs> Modam. <laughs> Modam? She had a she had quite the large head. Oh, does she really? Well you never saw her? What's her name? Uh, Maria Shriver? Oh Maria Shriver, yeah. Yeah, that was his oh, ex yeah. wife. Oh,
2: does she have a big head?
0: That's the way I remember head. her. I haven't seen her in years, but I remember I I just at having her, quite the cabeza picture, grande.
1: Yeah, so Starler and the is longer now, that they were on
2: the Schwarzenegger family. The longer they were married, the more she reminded me of Missus Bates's corpse. She just, she just—I don't know what the hell happened to her. She just, she had a serious thing going on. She turned into Skeletor.
1: <laughs> he man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or is that the Green Goblin on the old? Oh, uh... no,
1: that's Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs>
2: There's the funny in this episode. Every we once so
0: in a while we hit it.
1: I wonder if Arnold's gonna be asking it. Yeah, yeah, can, can you get me a role in the you know you know the guardians of the galaxy, uh, uh, with the be in the Marvel movie. Come on, cut me a break.
2: Give me a break. Oh he could be uh, he could be oh god, who's the who's Charlie twenty seven? No, who's the ice based uh, Iron Man, huh?
1: The the Blizzard? blizzard yeah he could be the blizzard oh no no he reprises no. captain no. Cold. Uh... <laughs> no
0: oh god no <laughs> not captain Cold. Uh...
1: god <sighs> i feel like what's his name from the office no no god <laughs> who would Although you want those, him to be all those jokes were really funny because i tell you come who, on see who i he think he be Mrs. crimson he'd be dynamo
2: Ooh. that would work the one I was Titanium, thinking man. has already been cast, but I was thinking he'd make a really good Ronin. What? But of course,
1: we've already had Ronin now. You mean. Ronin. Ro- what? Really? I don't see that. No, really? No. No, okay. I don't think he's got the build. Ronin was kind of, you know, sleek. No. Ronin's a big, beefy dude. No. Wait a minute, are we talking the same Ronin? The accuser. Oh you're talking the accuser? I thought you saying not, Ronin not, as in okay. No, you're you're, you're yeah, thinking not, of when
0: Hawkeye was Ronin?
1: Right. yeah. Yes, no, that, no, well no. actually that was Echo. And Ro- then Ronan. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's <laughs> okay. talking about the accuser. Yeah, right. well, but unfortunately we already have that, so That's what he, he said. Be, he could be a sentry. <laughs> We're going around in circles here. Ooh, he <laughs> could be the, he could be he could be uh, Ben Grimm. He could be Tooled. Uh, he could be Arsenal. The, uh, Iron What's Man, that? yeah, Arsenal, the big robot thing, and whatever, that, uh, Is he an Iron Man villain or an Avengers villain? Uh, let's see, um... I don't know hmm. what you're talking about. Arsenal? You know, Arsenal was like in... Uh, it was like the failsafe program for the... I think Man- he was an Avengers yeah.
0: Annual, in one of the Yeah, Avengers it was annuals. like in
1: Annual 2 or 5 or 8. It was the reprinted Annual, I think, also. Um. Hmm. Oh, he, he could was... be. He could beat Well, no, he's too old. Now, he say he could be the buff blonde Captain Feria from Wyatt Wingfoot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In this one, I'm going to play an Indian. Yeah. No. No, no, no one will have a problem <laughs> with an Austrian playing an Indian. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. I just paint my face red. Yeah. Nobody will know the difference. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: All right, I think that's where we went out.
1: (laughs) Thank you
2: so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old fashioned comic book back issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at 2truefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of De Manzo Corps of Milan, Italy, all rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Good night, Mr. Robinson. <laughs>